NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move made around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Friday, uh, May 7th, and we are going to do a mailbag today. We haven't done a mailbag in quite some time, and um, I've been promising you that I would do a mailbag at some point, and I have a few questions that have come in for the mailbag, so we'll do that today. And uh, before I get to the mailbag, though, I just want to, again, express my sincerest thanks to everybody who has listened to the show, who has downloaded it, recommended it to uh, your friends and fellow Giant fans. We're off to a tremendous start here at the Locked on Giants podcast, and I'm really happy to see the feedback that I'm getting from everybody regarding the guests, the programming, and whatnot. And look, hey, this podcast is as much about you guys and gals as it is about you know me putting it together. So if there's something in particular that you're interested in, don't be afraid to drop me an email and let me know with your suggestions and whatnot. And if I can make it happen, I will. And if I can't, well, I'll at least have tried. So, um, and also before I forget and, uh, get into uh, the mailbag this week, but um, if at all possible, if you guys haven't done so already, would I would appreciate a rating on Apple iTunes. Um, any kind of feedback would be appreciated. Hopefully it's a five-star rating, but um, the only way I'm going to get better with, at this is to hear back from you guys and gals. So please feel free to leave a rating for me. All right, folks, we are going to do a mailbag as promised. So let's kick off this segment with a couple from Sean K. And he asks... This is actually a popular question I've been getting, but uh, he asks, um, since we didn't address the interior offensive line in the draft, are there any cheap free agents we should have on our, we should have our eye on not named Zach Fulton? Okay. Um, Sean, I would say at this point, if there was a guy out there the Giants were going to sign, they probably would have done so already. Now, what I think is going to happen with the offensive line is, hey, let's see how they, how they come through training camp. You know, the line, for all we know, might be better than, than we're all anticipating. So, um, let's see how they come through. And at that point, remember, Sean, they're going to be cutting guys. To, you know, down to the 53-man roster, which means they're going to clear out some salary cap space. Right now, they really don't have a lot of space available. They still have to sign their rookie class. Um, so, you know, I, and I know some of you are going to say, well, Pat, they made all kinds of space available for the big free agent spending spree that they went on. Yeah, but they only gave out 
really, I think, four big contracts. And they did things with those contracts that they ordinarily wouldn't do that, by the way, I would be stunned if it doesn't come back to bite them next year when those numbers swell up to epic proportions. So um, the short answer, Sean, is that there will probably be guys that hit the waiver wire once training camp is completed. At that point, that's when I would say keep an eye on some prospective names. But right now, I think if anybody was out there that was cheap, as you put it, they probably would have made a a move for that. And I think they just want to see how that line comes through. They're going to have, I think, what, three exhibition games this year. So that should be plenty of time, hopefully, between that and training camp for them to make a determination if they need to bring somebody else in. All right, now getting to Sean's second question. Uh, Piggybacking off of that, what about veteran running backs? All right, that, Sean... you know, if I'm being honest with you, that's a position I'd be more concerned with, with adding depth to. And I've said this and written this um, in Giants country, and I'll say it again here. They have Saquon Barkley, and they are optimistic that Barkley will be back, and he will make a complete recovery and get back to his old self. But when it comes to injuries, nothing is guaranteed. If you remember when Victor Cruz was injured, There was optimism galore as well, and we all know what happened with Victor Cruz. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Saquon Barkley. He's been working his tail off and whatnot to get himself back. But I am not anticipating that Barkley is going to hit the ground running and take a full workload from day one of the 2021 season. I just don't see that happening. And that's a big reason why they brought on Devonta Booker. I think Devonta Booker is going to take on quite a bit of the third down duty back um, from Saquon Barkley to kind of ease up on the wear and tear. And I also wouldn't be surprised if Kadarius Tony, who, you know, has has some running back ability in him if he doesn't take a few snaps in certain packages again just until Saquon works himself fully back up into football shape which is a lot different than just being able to do all the movements and stuff that we need ordinarily to you know to to get through the course of a day and whatnot so but I'll give you a, a few names and you know probably by the time you hear this an answer might might have come on one of the guys but the Lions just released Kerryon Johnson on Thursday um former second round draft pick now he's had an injury history but if I'm the Giants I definitely kick the tires on him and see where he is at physically I believe last year he played his first 16 game season Um, since he was drafted in 2018 not a bad runner if healthy but you know I would definitely kick the tires on him and then um, just kind of looking at some other options um, Alfred Morris who was with the team last year I don't believe has signed anywhere I don't think he's retired either so you know if worse you know if push comes to shove and and they get desperate Morris is a guy I would look at. And then um, I can't take credit for this, but I was talking with a colleague of mine who said, well, hey, what about Adrian Peterson, if he's still willing to play? You know, Adrian Peterson is one of Saquon Barkley's idols. Um, He also had a same, uh, I think the same type of injury as Barkley is coming back from. So that would potentially be a nice little fit. Now, would Adrian Peterson agree to play for a veteran minimum that I can't answer. 
I think Alfred Morris might. I suspect Kerryon Johnson might. But, um, you know, those are three names that immediately come to mind. And again, I'll, I'll say the same thing as I said to the first question you asked, and that is, is let's wait and see who else gets cut and becomes available. You know, the waiver wire, you know, that's really the, the last um, step to roster building. And, and remember this this much as well. If you sign a guy um, and, and he's on the, your roster at the start of the season, his salary now becomes fully guaranteed for the year. So even if he doesn't make it through the year or you cut him or whatnot, um, you've got to carry that salary on your books. So that's why you often see a lot of NFL teams wait until the second week of the regular season to sign guys. Because at that point, the full salary is not on the books. So that's another thing to keep an eye on for the Giants to see if they might do. All right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're doing a mailbag, a select mailbag. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of your questions. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, regardless of the sport or the major event. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, offering real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you enter the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your sportsbook expert. What is good, Giants fans? Listen up. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they're offering complimentary bottles to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass as well. There's a reason that Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. Simply put, it works. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Friday, May 7th, and we are doing a listener mailbag. So let's go ahead and continue with some questions that were earmarked specifically for the podcast. And uh, don't forget, we also do a mailbag over on Giants Country. So I'm trying my best to kind of separate what goes to the mailbag here versus what goes to Giants Country. But I hope you'll check both of them out as well as the other features we have on Giants Country. All right. This next question comes from Stefan M. Who has, who has a longer question for me. So let's see. Um, all right. So the gist of uh, Stefan's question is, is, do you think we will see big changes for the Jason Garrett called Giants offense this season compared to last season? The answer is yes. I definitely think we will see some changes. I don't know 
to what degree the changes will be. In other words, will they be really noticeable? Uh, that I don't know. But here are some things that I anticipate we will potentially see. Number one, one of the things that drove me crazy, and I'm sure drove a lot of people crazy, were those short stick routes that the Giants had their receivers run quite often last year. And I think one of the reasons why the Giants did that was because of the offensive line. You know, it was a new offensive line playing in a new offense, a lot of rookies and young players. So to ask those guys to hold their blocks for, you know, long enough for the quarterbacks to scan the field down the field, let the receivers run deep routes, just really wasn't going to happen, at least not on a consistent basis. So you saw a lot of stick routes, a lot of routes where players came back to the ball and, you know, the, the passing yardage just wasn't there. I think the Giants finished 31st overall in passing offense. So with the addition now of Kenny Galladay, with Kyle Rudolph, with the return of Evan Ingram, who I'll get to in, in more detail in just a moment, um, John Ross, Kadarius Tony. The Giants have some speedsters. Let's not forget about Darius Slayton, of course. They have some speedsters. They are also in year two of this offensive system, and and they also um, have an offensive line that is going to be more experienced. Now, I know there's some questions about the right side of the line, but I think considering that Joe Judge has really devoted a lot of resources to that offensive line, um, I, I fully expect that unit to be better. I would be very, very disappointed and surprised if that unit is, is the same or worse than it was last year. Now, I mentioned Evan Ingram. One of the things that drove me crazy about Evan Ingram, besides the drops, obviously, was the Giants had him running back to the ball a little too often for my taste. I think Evan Ingram is at his best when he's running down the field and you hit him on stride. Ask him to come back. It's just basically he's breaking his stride, returning for the ball, catching it, and now all of a sudden you have those concentration drops where – I don't know if it's just subconsciously or whatnot, but I suspect Evan Ingram maybe subconsciously had a concern about getting whacked. And I wouldn't blame him, you know, because he's had some injury issues. So I certainly wouldn't blame him on that. That said, he's, you know, we've been hearing about for years how he has this wonderful athleticism, but yet we don't see him sent up the seam. We don't see him um, sent deep. Um a lot of what we've seen from him have been the short to intermediate routes, and they've been comeback routes. So I think that's going to change. I think you're also going to see uh, more of Kyle Rudolph in the red zone because he is a, a legitimate threat. And of course, you know, getting the running back up and and uh, in gear again, that's going to be very important. Saquon Barkley, as I mentioned in the last segment, um, there is optimism that he will be back and he will be 100%. And we can all hope for that because they need him to be. If if he's not, then I hate to say it, um, the Giants are going to be in trouble if they don't have a legitimate running game, you know, to, to you know, at least draw an extra defender down into the box sometime or, or to even run play action, you know. So I do think we will see some changes with, um, with the Giants' offense. The other thing I really, really hope we see, speaking of Saquon Barkley, I don't want to see him sent up the middle on every single run. All right. That's, that's an easy and surefire way 
to wear that guy down before he turns 25. So I'd like to see some outside runs, some misdirections, some off-tackle runs uh, built into the offense for him. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on how his knee is, obviously. Um, So we'll see if Jason Garrett agrees, but I do think you will see some more creativity. And as a final point, Stefan, what I'll I'll mention is – Go back and look at the game Freddie Kitchens called when he filled in for Garrett when when Garrett was diagnosed with with COVID. You might see some of those concepts brought into um, the offense this year. Reason for that is, as we know, um, Freddie Kitchens was promoted from tight ends coach to offensive. Uh, I think it's senior offensive assistant is his title. So he's going to be a little bit more involved, I think, and have a little bit more say in the shaping of the offensive game plan. I mean, it's a collaborative effort between all the coaches, but I think you're going to see more from, um, you know, I I suspect we might see more involvement from Freddie Kitchens, and that's going to be something interesting to track as the season goes on. All right, thanks for that questions, and and, uh, best wishes to you over in Germany, by the way. I appreciate you listening all the way over in, in Germany. All right, up next, we have Renato P., who, uh, let me see, he has, it looks like three questions. Renato from Brazil, another regular listener. Renato, thank you so much for the questions. So let me uh, um, get go through these one at a time for you. Um, first question is, as draft grade, is it fair to consider picks and additional picks from the futures to say one draft was not good as the other? All right, I think you're asking if you're, grading the Giants 2021 draft, should you also take into consideration the 2022 extra draft picks? My feeling, Renato, about dra- uh, grading a a, um, a draft immediately after it is it's not fair. Um, and, and it's not fair because we haven't seen these guys get on the field. We don't know what the coaches are going to ask them to do. So on Giants Country, I don't know if you checked it out, but yesterday I posted an article evaluating, not necessarily grading, but looking at the pros and cons of each pick and just kind of giving an an overall assessment and reaction. So I'm not going to give it a grade, but what I will say is this much. The fact that Dave Gettleman was able to pick out or get, I should say, three additional picks, and we're talking premium picks in next year's draft, is absolutely huge. And it's huge because the talent pool is going to be much, much deeper across the board. You're going to get players who, you know, accepted an extra year of college eligibility instead of coming out in the draft. They're going to be out next year's draft. You're going to get guys who had programs canceled because of COVID. Hopefully they'll be able to play and put some more film together and get some more experience. So there's a lot to be encouraged about next year's draft and the flexibility that the trades have have allowed for you know with with guys who if the Giants want to trade up for a quarterback for example or maybe there'll be a stud edge rusher in the draft they want to trade up to get they now have the chips to move around in addition to their own seven picks so that is huge and if you're giving a grade on strategy then I think we could probably all agree that Dave Gettleman deserves an A because, look, this is a guy who never traded down, who said that he tried to trade down in the past, but he never did it. 
for whatever the reason. And he did it twice in this draft. And the result, I mean, the, let's just put it this way. He has set this organization up for some good things in 2022. Now, let's just hope that 2021, which we still have to get through, yields some positive results such as a winning record and hopefully a playoff berth. So let's start there. All right, Renato, I've got two more questions from you. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to answer your two, your remaining two questions, as well as a couple more after that. Folks, stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all-new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new coconut brownie chunk bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite a Built Bar selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we are doing a Friday fan mailbag. And uh, right now, um, I have two questions I still need to answer from Renato down in Brazil. So uh, let me get to those two questions. And then I think I have um, questions from Ruben uh, still on deck. So let's go ahead and get to them. Uh, Renato asks, on the wide receiver roster, do you see the possibility of Austin Mack or Dante Pettis not being on the top 53-man roster? Do I see the possibility of them not being in the 53-man roster? Okay, I, I got you now. Um, yeah, Renato, I think when you look at, you know, if there are no injuries, you're going to have um, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony. I think those four guys are locks. John Ross, I think is not necessarily a lock. Even though he, he signed a contract and everything, I'm not so sure if he's going to be a lock. I do think he has a good chance of making it. Um, but again, I'm not sure if he's going to be a lock. That means, it, it, let's say John Ross does make it. So now you've got five receivers. Do you carry six? If so, 
then there's like a whole bunch of guys on the roster. You know, you mentioned Austin Mack. You mentioned Dante Pettis. One of those guys isn't going to make it. Now, there's always the practice squad. Let's make that clear. So if a guy doesn't make the 53-man roster, there will be the practice squad. And I don't know if the practice squad rules are going to be the same as they were last year. I would imagine they would be, where they can have 16 on the practice squad, but I don't know that as of this recording. So I think some of the guys that you see not making the roster this year will end up on the practice squad. Dante Pettis is interesting um, because the Giants liked him for his return ability. But Kadarius Toney has return ability. Um, so you wonder if maybe the Giants might ask Tony to take over as the return specialist. I do think there's going to be a competition regardless at, that's at the kickoff returner and punt returner. But suddenly, you know, having Dante Pettis, uh, you know, for his return ability, even though he was like one of the top returners in college football during his time, suddenly it's not as big of a deal. So nothing is kind of guaranteed, to be honest with you, with him. Okay, um, and as your last question goes, have you heard anything about Jabril Peppers and a contract extension? You know, I haven't. And I'm quite frankly, I'm baffled as to why. Because you would think... You would think he would be in the long-term plans. And um, you would think especially by now that they would have done his contract. Now, here's the only thing I can think of is, is okay, the Giants are going to need, I, I want to say about $4 million in functional cap space to, to sign their rookie class, which I think they're, they, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they're pretty close to having that. They'll probably need some money to get them through the regular season, you know, for the signings, or, you know, the call-ups from the practice squad uh, to make it a 55-man roster on game day, you know, the shuffling back and forth and all that stuff. To me, it makes sense to do Jabril Peppers' contract and give him an extension. Now, maybe they're waiting. Because maybe they're, they're saying to themselves, well, we don't have to do it necessarily now because we know that we are going to um, trim down the 90-man roster or whatever it ends up being for training camp. It might be less than that. I don't know. Uh, but right now it's 90 men and we'll see what money we have available before we do anything. They could be waiting for that. Um, maybe they're going to change up. Jabril Peppers' role a little bit, because remember, you know, they were supposed to have Xavier McKinney in there, and, and then uh, McKinney got hurt, and then that led to the signing of Logan Ryan, and that kind of reshaped, really, the entire um, safety picture, I think, um, as to what they might have been planning. So who knows, maybe they feel that Xavier McKinney is the future um, at, at uh, strong, the uh, strong safety position. I don't know. So... I think Renato will probably have to wait and see. I would say, let's see if something gets done shortly after the season starts. If it doesn't, I think that's going to be very telling um, as to what might be in the cards with Jabril Peppers. I, for one, hope they sign him. I like Jabril. Um, but again, remember now, you're He's probably not going to return punts. Um, you know, you figure he'll, he'll probably be exclusively on defense. But um, 
we'll see. We'll see if they they uh, agree. But uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna wait. So, all right. Thank you for the uh, for the uh, question. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you again for the questions. Some great questions today, folks. Uh, speaking of which, let's go over to Ruben. Ruben M who uh, sends kudos for for us having Emery Hunt and David Turner on, on the show lately. Uh, David Turner has been fantastic. I'm glad a lot of you uh, have written in to, to um, you know, send a shout out about David's appearances. And he's been great, folks. And you haven't heard the last of him on the show. Um, David and I have talked about him even coming on during the preseason to kind of break down, you know, some of the performances. And, you know, so there's plenty more of David Turner um, coming down the pipe, assuming, of course, he doesn't land up with an NFL team, which I I know he wants to do. And he should be, you know, I'm sure it's just a matter of time before a team scoops him up. He's just so good at what he does. But anyway, Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Ruben asks about the undrafted free agent signed so far. Uh, Ruben, as you know, we did a show yesterday with David Turner about the undrafted free agents. So I, I know this email or this question came in before um, we, we released that show. Me personally, I haven't studied the three offensive linemen. Um, I know Nick Filato over on Giants Country did some film breakdown on them. Nick's been my film guy. He's been doing most of my film work while I've been doing all the analysis and breakdown stuff on Giants Country. So I would say, um, you know, I'm going to hold off my opinion until I see these these guys on the field. But if you want some insight, obviously check out David Turner, that show that I did with him on uh, on Thursday the uh, um, the May 6th show and um, check out Giants Country. Nick Filato put something up um, breaking down the film of those those uh, three or four, I think it was three um, undrafted free agents that the Giants signed. Okay, let's do one more qu- uh, question and we will call it a show. This one, not really, I guess, a question per se, just a comment from Joseph G, but... Um, he writes about COVID shots, asking me how did I get how did I make out with my second shot, which I had on Sunday, by the way. And um, he he talks about uh, basically people getting COVID shots, et cetera, et cetera, and f- how that might mean full stadiums for the Giants in the fall. Uh, Joseph, for me personally, the second shot wasn't bad. I I did not have any side effects. I mean, I I had a sore arm for a little bit, but I didn't have the chills or the fever or the muscle ache or anything like that. I had some fatigue, but, you know, that was more a result of having overhydrated and, uh, you know, just in in preparation for that. So I came through it fine. Um, The thing I will say about COVID shots, and I don't want to get political here, but it is a choice for people. Um, I'm not going to sit here and preach to people that they should get the shot. You know, it's your body. You do what you want with it. Just like, you know, it's my body. I have a a right to do what I want with, with it. Um, COVID shots. um, You know, I don't think COVID shots are going to necessarily get rid of the, the disease. Um, I think you can still get COVID even if you get the vaccine. So I would say to your point about, stadiums being full in the, in the fall it's really going to depend on how, on you know where we are as a country and and as a state 
where the numbers are. Now, certainly um, in the state of New Jersey, and I don't know if you live in the state of New Jersey, Joseph, but the governor has begun reopening things and ex- expanding crowd sizes and, and all that stuff. So we're headed in the right direction. I sure hope that come kickoff this fall that we have full stadiums. Um, I hope that COVID worldwide starts to dissipate. Um, I know right now, um, according to the news in India, they're getting hit pretty hard. And, you know, it's just a really, you know, unpredictable and vicious disease. I mean, I've, I know people who have suffered from it. And, and of course, you know, we lost our dear Anthony Causey uh, last year because of COVID. So um, I, I hope they get it under control. But, you know, people, they, they have to... They have to do what's best for them. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to preach, but, um, you know, my, uh, I will just say this. I hope that we can have full stadiums again because I have to tell you, last year sitting in an empty stadium at a, at a football game, something was missing, and that something was the electricity and the buzz that the fans bring. And I never thought I really paid attention to it, you know, because obviously I'm there to work. Um, a football game, but in having sat through an empty stadium, I realized how much I missed it because, you know, you feel it coming up through the press box, even though the press box is, is soundproof and, and, you know, you're kind of in your own little world up there. You could still see and, 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 and just feel the energy. And that was just really missing. And if I felt it, I know that the team felt it. So again, fingers crossed that, we can have full stadiums next year because, you know, I'd hate to have to see it in a see them get into a situation where now they have to pick and choose who's allowed in and who's not on what given week and all that stuff. So, fingers crossed, Joseph. Okay, so, all right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Giants, and um, we are actually going to take the weekend off because I have done a show. Every day since uh, the 26th of April, which was my pleasure. I'm not complaining. You know, we had the draft. We had so much to cover. So 10, I think we did something like 12 straight days of shows. I'm sure by now you might be sick of me and hopefully not. But um, I'm going to take the weekend off. I will be back Monday with brand new programming. Hope you will tune in. Thank you again, folks, for making uh, the start of this month such a great one. And we will talk to you soon. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.